Hey everyone at Huron Allen Park in Trenton. It's great to have all of you with us here this holiday weekend. And for those of you who may be out of town, but who are watching online. You know, it's also great to have all the elementary kids with us today. You know, we have awesome kids ministry every week, but on a few holiday weekends, it's great to have families worshiping and learning together. Now we're gonna do something different today. Every few weeks, we'd like to feature our talks on the screen at all of our locations so that we continue to have this sense of unity as one church in three locations. But this is the first time that we'll have three speakers on the screen during the same talk. Now, my name is Rich and I'm the Huron Campus Pastor and I get to kick off this series called Forgotten Virtues. Now, it's a good one from Life Church, and it's teaching Pastor Craig Rochelle. Today, we're going to start with the virtue of honor. Then Mark, the campus pastor for Allen Park, is going to speak next, and Brett, our lead minister, will finish. What's also different is that this is a series of four talks that will be spread over upcoming holidays when the kids will be in with us. And so for the 4th of July weekend, we're going to talk about the forgotten virtue of loyalty in a world of disposable relationships. Then for Labor Day weekend, in a world where anything goes, um, we're gonna talk about the forgotten virtue of integrity. And then finally, on Thanksgiving weekend, in a place where people just believe they're entitled, we're gonna reestablish and reclaim the forgotten virtue of gratitude. Now today, I wanna talk to you about honor. Now, sadly, we live in a culture where many of us live without honor. Now, being a former Marine and being a martial artist all of my life, I understand honor. Honor is one of the most important values of a true martial artist. It's, it's highly valued and all true martial artists should practice exhibiting honor throughout their martial arts journey. Simply put, honor is the act of living out the values of respect, discipline, loyalty, integrity, courage, and selflessness in everything we do. Honor is a prevalent teaching in martial arts. It's passed down from generation to generation. Now in Korea and in our martial art, you'll see people bow. Now the reason for that is we do that to show respect for the other person and to honor the past, present, and future of our martial art. So often we become a culture that's really without honor. Now, I want to show you an example of a story when Jesus was actually limited in what he was able to do because he was in his own hometown. Now, these are the people that should have honored him the most, but instead, they honored him the least. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 6, or you can look it up on your app or online. Now, let me give you the background. Jesus was returning back to his hometown, uh, not his birthplace, but the place where he grew up. Now, a year prior to this visit, he was actually run out of town by his own people and they threatened to kill him. And so he comes back after this tour um, in, in the world that we would call a teaching tour, um, where he's teaching God's word and doing all kinds of miracles, where he turned water into wine, where he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he opened blind eyes, he healed deaf ears, he multiplied loaves and fed fish to thousands. But then he came back to his hometown and he actually couldn't do much because of a lack of honor and faith. Now Jesus left there and he went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. 
Now, when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked. What's the wisdom that has been given him? Wow, you know, they're thinking this guy is, his teaching is amazing and powerful, and how can he do these miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Um, aren't, the, aren't these his sisters that were with him and they took offense at him? Now, isn't this that ordinary guy that we grew up with? You know, wasn't that Jesus, the kid in class that always was annoying because the teacher loved him and he got 100% on all of exams? And then Jesus said to them, only in his hometown among his relatives and in his own house is a prophet without honor. Now, the Greek word that is translated without honor is the word atomos. It means to dishonor, to treat as common or ordinary. And if you want common or an ordinary marriage, let me tell you how to get one. See, you dishonor your spouse. You treat them as common or ordinary. Why is it in the early years that everything seems so great and you're so in love? Because you're continually showing honor. I mean, you open the door, you bring presents. Hey, here's some flowers, honey. I love you so much. And you're showing honor over and over and over again. But then what happens? You get married and then all of a sudden you start to take one another for granted. You begin, instead of showing honor, you treat each other as common. And suddenly what was great becomes common because you show dishonor. Now, the flip side of dishonor is the word honor, and in the Greek, it's the word time. Now, it's spelled time, but it's pronounced timme, and it means to value, to respect, or highly esteem. It means to treat as precious, weighty, or valuable. Again, you see couples who fall into these habits of trash-talking each other. They're speaking negatively about their spouse to others. They're tearing him or her down where a wife says, well, you know, I would honor him if he were the kind of man that he should be. Okay, but maybe part of the reason he's not the man he should be is because you don't honor him. And husbands don't honor their wives. And they can treat them as the weaker partner. So nobody's saying that they are inferior. In fact, women can be stronger than men in many ways. I mean, I sure wouldn't want to deal with what they do in childbirth. But generally, generally speaking, women are not as physically strong, which is why they have men's sports and women's sports. I mean, it's not fair otherwise. But here's what the New Testament says. <clears throat> Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers, 1 Peter 3, 7. What weaker means is that she's deserving of being treated as something valuable instead of treating her like an old plastic coffee mug you toss around and leave in the car. She's more like a Ming vase. Not that she's fragile and delicate, though in some ways she's more sensitive, but that she's to be treasured, treated gently. Now, let me further illustrate. I have a sword that would otherwise be common or ordinary, um, but it's valuable because it was presented to me by one of my senior students at a special presentation for me and my dad for being in the martial arts for 50 years, and they actually uh, etched our names on the sword. So I would never treat this sword as though it was ordinary. 
I mean, I have many more swords at my house, most of which collect a lot of dust hanging on my wall or in sword stands. And every time somebody gives me one, my wife Stacy is like, really, another sword? I'm sorry, honey. But what does honoring do? Honoring esteems, honoring lifts up. Dishonoring devalues and tears down. To honor someone means that we believe the best in them. And to dishonor means we believe the worst in them. See, honor encourages it builds up. And many of you say, well, I can't treat this person with honor because they're not honorable. No, listen, respect is earned. Honor is given. Respect is earned and honor is given. You see, honor is freely given. And you may think, well, I'll treat you with honor when you're living honorably. No, you can't treat with honor before they're living honorably, and the honor which you bestow upon them often lifts and empowers them to live honorably. And so the big idea is show honor to whom honor is due. Honor is given, respect is earned. That's a powerful statement. And in our culture today, we have a big honor problem. There's a lack of honor everywhere. And I think one of the biggest reasons is because we don't value life. Like when we struggle, when we stop valuing people just because they're humans, like they have to earn value, then there's no way you can honor them. And in that setting, Man, I want you to understand the danger of that. It's a powerful passage, Matthew chapter 6. In verse 4, it says, A prophet is without honor in his own hometown. And then Jesus comes up. He's walking into his own hometown. Uh, and, and verse 5 picks up, Jesus could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Notice it didn't say he wouldn't do any miracles. It said he could not. God in flesh, Jesus could not because he he was amazed at their lack of faith. Understand this. They had no honor for him, which led to lack of faith. You see, in a society without honor, it's very hard to have faith. And when there's a lack of faith, God is limited in what he's able to do in your lives. Parents, did you hear that? If you want your families to change, children, if you want your parent, did you hear that? And a lack of honor within a society of lack of honor, lack of faith happens. Think about this statement. The most disrespectful kid in your school or in your family might be able to do algebra well. The most disrespectful adult parent or teacher might be able to fix your car well. Sometimes when we devalue people, of course we don't honor them. Of course we disrespect them or we don't have respect for them. But we begin to throw everything out because there's nothing good that can come from them. And I get it. They may not deserve your respect. But honor is different. And so that kid who might be able to help you with algebra, you wouldn't even let them. Or that parent that might be able to help you with their car, they won't even let them because you don't honor them at all. You see the difference? And that's where we potentially are. And that's dangerous because the Bible does call us to honor people. Three groups in particular that I want to highlight today is this. First group is our parents. Exodus 20, verse 12, one of the big uh, top 10, right? Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother so that it may go well. You may live long in the land before your, your God is giving you. Kids, you remember that phrase your parents sometimes say? I brought you into this world. I can take you out of it, right? Well, if you want to live long, <laughs> honor your mom and dad. Parents are like, yeah, but, but that's not what that really means. And we get it. Honor is given respect is earned and you can walk man across school campuses across uh, walmarts and stores all of and, and you just see the the language that kids use to their parents it's it's pretty bad and parents don't even realize it's bad there's a lack of honor and that's sad 
and scary. When you don't honor, then all of a sudden you begin to devalue and it's all about what you give me, what you do for me, and that's not honor. And that's not what God has called us to. Kids, you are called to honor your mom and dad. And you may say, well, your parents aren't honorable. They're, they're jerks and they're, maybe your mom is a drunk and your dad is cheating on you. I get it, I, I'm sorry for that, that's horrible. They may not deserve your respect, but God says we should honor them. In my household, and probably maybe a lot of yours, I said yes ma'am and no sir growing up, and we asked our kids to do the same. And I didn't ask them to say yes sir or no ma'am to people who they respected. I said, you're gonna do this for anyone, especially anyone older than you. Not because you have to respect them to give them honor, but because you're gonna show honor for who they are because God made them that way. Wives, lady, I, I get it, your husbands may not be the leaders that they're called to be right now. They may be struggling. They may not be valuing you the way that they should, you could honor them for the leader that you want him to be, that he should be, instead of treating him like common and ordinary. You see, both of you may be not doing the things you should do, but both of you may be waiting for the other to change. You can honor him, and maybe he'll become the leader that you see in him. The second group we're commanded to honor are those in authority. Romans 13, uh, verse 7, give everyone what you owe him. If you owe respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Get it? I don't, I don't really care what you believe or what you think about Obama, Trump, any president, what their policies are in them as a, as a person. The office deserves honor. Police officers, I get it, they are protecting us. Our military are protecting us. And yes, I am sure that there are some of them that do not deserve our respect, but the office deserves honor. And so we should speak to them and about them in such a way that we still give honor. We can disagree completely, but we still give honor. You see, in a culture that has no honor, it probably means we're not valuing the humanness that God created us. And when we do that, we begin to lose other things. Our faith and belief in, in, in God is, is not able to do the things that he wants to be able to do. Remember, our big idea is to show honor to whom honor is due. This is a big deal. I get it, you wanna be a boss one day and you don't even think your boss knows what he's talking about, you're smarter than him. You probably might be. But here's a statement I want you to think about. You need to learn how to be under someone before you can learn to be, before you can be over someone. See, it's a matter of humility in yourself. Can you honor people, have humility? God asks us, to put ourselves not first, but under Him. And out of reverence, out of uh, humbleness and honor to God, we honor others. And our boss is one of them. Our parents, think about this like in your, if you play sports, your coaches, my goodness, the way parents talk to coaches, that's not honoring them. You may disagree with their call, you may disagree with the referee's call. We still are called to honor them, kids, you don't get to talk to the referee or your teachers however you want to. We should honor them. That's what God asked us to do. And so if we don't do that, we are disobeying God. There's a third group as well that we're called to honor, and that's the church leaders and pastors. 1 Timothy 5, Paul says, The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. <laughs> this one hits close to home, right? I like this one. But I want you to think about it like this. Thankfully, it doesn't say those who you agreed with their messages all the time or you like their preaching style. It says those who are in leadership in your churches, we should honor them. Not blindly listen to anything. And that's not what God is saying. He's, it's obvious. Honor them. Respect them, love them, help them, care for them, pray for them. 
not if you agree with everything. We should honor one another. You know what happens when there's really a lack of honor? It, there's no unity and it leads to anarchy in a society or in a church. There's no way you can have a true oneness in a family if we don't honor one another. Because you, honor is, honor is just given. You're created in the image of God, so I honor you based on that. In our family, we honor one another. I don't always respect you, and I definitely don't always agree with you, but we honor. And in a culture where there is honor, then we can have real faith. And in a culture where we can have real faith, then God can do what we want Him to do and what we need Him to do. Remember, our big idea is to show honor to whom honor is due. It's not just a matter of obedience. It's honoring people for who they are, made in the image of God. Kids, we need to do this. Parents, we need to do this. Not when we want to, when people deserve it. We need to learn to honor because God has asked us to. One of the great things about leading here is that you all truly do show honor. And it doesn't mean that there aren't critics and people who don't like me. I mean, that's part of it. But as a church, it's like you say, Brett, if you lead us here, we'll, we'll go. And guess what that does for me? It's like, wow, you know, I, I better seek God. Brett, if you're telling us this is where God's calling us to go, we'll go with you. And what does that do? It, it does something. It lifts me. It values me. It makes me take seriously the role that God has given when you show honor like that. So here's what I would encourage you to do. Here's the assignment. Romans 12.10 says we are to love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. We're, t we're told to do what? To outdo one another. In what? In showing honor. When you go to those who serve you every week in church, you outdo them by showing honor. And today, those of you who have kids that are being ministered to by someone else, giving their time to spiritually impact your children, well, we're giving them a week off right now by having the older kids with us, but when you see them, bend over backwards to outdo them in showing honor for what they're doing for you. Find out their names, bring them a little gift card, find out their birthdays, show honor to the ones who over and over again are serving you. And those of you who go to a group and someone opens up their home week after week after week, uh, we do that. We, they, you know, they spend time preparing for the group so that you can grow in your faith. So show them honor, the ones who are ministering to you. You say thank you and you outdo one another in showing honor. And you know what? You want a great marriage? You outdo each other. You lift each other up. You encourage them. You highly esteem and, and show value. And then you watch as they grow into what you speak over them in faith. You highly esteem by showing honor and value. So let me do this for just a minute here. I want to take a moment and do something that's very special to me. I want to honor a few people. And the first person I publicly want to show honor to is my best friend and the mother of our, our two sons. Our, our younger son, Thomas, just graduated college last month, so this is the first time since 1995 that we haven't had a child in school. You have been a wonderful mother. I want to publicly honor a godly woman who has been my spouse for 34 years as of May 11th. She's been by my side since we were both teenagers. She never planned to marry someone going into ministry, and she had no idea what she was in for. But I want to say to you, Penny, I am forever indebted to your faithfulness, to your prayers, to your friendship as my best friend. I, I honor you for all the private sacrifices you've made that no one's ever going to know about. I honor you for the way that you have you've faithfully done your job here as an administrative assistant all the way from the time when she was the only other one on staff besides me since June 1st, 1994, 25 years ago. So I want to honor you for your heart and your work for this church, and I thank God for her.
I want to honor my staff. I truly do. I honor the staff who serve so faithfully, some of them for many years. I honor the elders who faithfully oversee and serve the church, and again, some for many years. I honor the great men and women, and these men and women, and their wives who faithfully set an example for us in service and character. All the deacons who do that, I want, I want to take a moment and thank you, I honor you for the way that you faithfully serve. When you've said, let's go, let's do this, let's try that, let's be generous, let's buy that or build this or hire them. All the way down the river to Christ, it's my honor to lead and serve you, and, and I honor you. And above all else, I want to honor the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I honor the Son of God who gave his life for me, changing me into a new creation for forgiving me, filling me with his Holy Spirit, for empowering me to do things on my own I couldn't, I couldn't do on my own. I needed him. I honor him for who he is. And why is it that we're a culture without honor? It's because we're a culture that, that are, are, aren't honoring God. All true honor really is born out of a surrendered heart to the King of Kings. Psalm 22 says, You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him, revere him, all you descendants of Israel. And the problem is we're treating God as too common. We're, we're too familiar with him. He's like the big guy upstairs. He's the big man. Jesus is my homeboy. Jesus isn't your homeboy, dear six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus. No, he is the soon returning King of Kings, ruling and reigning Lord of Lords. He's the righteous one who shed his blood so that we could live. And we're not going to treat God as common or ordinary. We're going to see him for who he is and we will honor his name in our hearts. And we're not common or ordinary because we're made valuable by his name. And when we get that, we, I think we'll return and reclaim that forgotten virtue of honor. It's right. It's holy. Okay, how many are baseball fans here? Babe Ruth. Anybody know Babe Ruth, the great Bambino, the Sultan of Swat, one of the great legends of baseball? Well, it's told that there were seven home run bats that were autographed by Babe, and the very first one was lost for decades. Nobody knew who, where it was, but they found out where it was, and they traced it back. And what happened years ago, his agent gave it out as a home run, at a home run contest. And when some guy won it, it just disappeared. They didn't know who he was or where it was. And for years, he kept it as an honored possession uh, on his deathbed, he, he had outlived everybody in his family. He gave it to his nurse, the woman who served him, and said, you're the closest person that I know and love. I want to give you the most valuable possession I have. And of course, she didn't know a lot about baseball, but she knew it was pretty special. So for the next 18 years, she kept it in a safe place under her bed in honor of the guy who gave it to her. Well, she came on hard times financially, and she's trying to open up a business. So she thought, well, I wonder if that bat is worth anything. And she took it down to the sports place and said, is this, is this bat worth anything? And the guy's eyes got really big and he walked out and brought some other people in. And the experts said, we think this is actually one of the very first of seven autographed Babe Ruth bats. So it went to auction in 2006. It sold for $1.3 million. So she opened up a restaurant. She took all the remaining money, started a foundation to serve the children that Babe Ruth wanted to serve at the end of his life. And when the reporter asked her, why did you put all that money into a foundation to help others? She said the bat was only valuable because Babe Ruth's name was on it. So the only reasonable thing I could do was something that would honor his life because he made it valuable. Listen, you're valuable because of what Jesus did. And if you're a believer, because his name is on your heart. The only reasonable response we have is to do something with our lives to honor him. Sadly, though, here's what the Bible says, and this is true of so many today. Isaiah 29, 13, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. 
Look, we're not going to be a generation that gives God lip service, but we're going to give him heart honor because he's truly the one worthy of honor and praise and glory. And when we realize who we are because of what he did, then we're going to see the value in others and we'll show honor to them because they were valuable enough for Jesus to give his life for. When we know who he is, then we're going to honor him and we're going to reclaim this forgotten virtue of honor, lift others up, esteem and value them. And this world is going to become more of what God intended it to be when we reclaim the forgotten virtue of honor. So show honor to whom honor is due.